0: Amen. Great to be here today. We always love coming here. Um, I, I think now, I think it's been a while that I would just say we're family. I don't know. Maybe you guys don't think that. I guess a few years, like I don't know, a few more years, you'll be family. No, I think we've been family for a while now. So uh, it's great to be here. A lot of new faces. It's pretty exciting for us, so um, let's pray. Get started. I want to share kind of some things that are happening down there and then share a message with you guys. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time that we have here in your house, and your presence, and we want to um, open up our hearts right now and prepare our minds to receive all that you have for us, Lord. We thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray, amen. So it was two years ago now, I guess a little bit more, two and a half years ago, we were still in Topeka, Nanyarit, and after 18 years of being there and planting churches, um, I really felt the Lord speaking to us that it was time to move on to another city to plant a church that would now also plant other churches, Uh, We had our house, our life, our friends, the churches that we planted, and um, it was very hard for us to make this move. We made a list. Uh, I kind of thought in my head, you know, I have some experience. We planted by then around 12, 13 churches, so I thought I have some experience. I, I think I know what I'm doing here, and so I made a list of a number of cities that I felt... Would be good, and we wanted to go to those cities and pray. This is a uh, kind of towards the end of 2019. Um, I think we put five cities on this list. And Azucena said, Why don't you, Tony, why don't you add Aguas Calientes to that list? I said, I don't want to go to Aguas Calientes, I'm not putting that on the list and i just you know i was i, I told hey, settle down woman i got this i got this i know what i'm doing i'm the head of the house here okay and so i made this list of about 5 cities we went to all 5 cities uh praying over a period of months just praying visiting trying out the food i don't know i guess some people would say spying out the land, I guess. We were just really trying different restaurants and <laughs> praying along the way. And, and, but none of the cities, really, we, had, we didn't have peace in each of these cities uh, that we went to. One of them, uh, our kids were with us, and they didn't even get out of the car. They actually, I was like, what do you guys think? And they lifted up their head. They were like, nope, this isn't it. <laughs> just keep driving, Dad. And I was like, okay, we just, we we flew here. It was a big deal. I was like, we rented this car. This is kind of a, and they were like, Dad, this, we don't, this isn't it. So after visiting five cities, Azucena uh, said, why don't we go to Aguascalientes? And I said, I'll tell you why. We don't know anybody in Aguascalientes. We've never been there. We know Absolutely nobody, at least in these other cities, we knew somebody, there was some contact, there was some point of reference. I, I, I said, we don't know anybody in Calientes." She said, let's just go. So I submitted to my wife, and we went, and went with the kids, and it was, it was almost immediately that we got to the city that we felt peace that this is where God was sending us. Even though it was still hard to go through the process of leaving, I think I shared with you guys that last time I was here, just going through that process of of, uh, letting something go to embrace something new. It was very hard for us. But we started the church at the beginning of 2020, January of 2020. A few days after we moved there, we started the church in our house. The church began to grow Um, and God has a great sense of humor with this pandemic. It's hard, it's hard to start a church when there's no pandemic. It's even harder to start a church during a pandemic when everything has to close. And so we moved into, after our house, after a few weeks, the church had grown and we moved into a building. And within three weeks of being in that building, we had to close. Um, but we still had to pay the rent. We still had to do all of that stuff, and so during that time um, that we were online, I guess for a few months, I was building out the church, this building that we had rented, and I put in a little coffee area. I put in where we're going to have the auditorium. Again, I just some people advised me. I think you should make this bigger, and I advised them. I know what I'm doing. I got this, I, I planted churches before, I, I know what I'm doing, this is how big, churches don't grow that fast, don't worry, and I, I had the whole plan. Well, once we came back from meeting online, my plan that I made wasn't big enough, we didn't fit. Once we started meeting again, the church had grown so much online that I immediately saw that we're not going to fit in here. Um, So we met, I guess, that way for two or three months before all of the drywall and everything that I put in during the pandemic, I had to knock it all down. And that was last year when we came here with you guys in February. I had just knocked everything down. And the service that we were here with you guys was our second service down there without that drywall where I opened up the whole space. And the church just began to grow over this past year of 2021. Uh, We went to two services then in this new, bigger space. We actually then had to go to three services. Uh, And and Amen. And I, I, I said, I don't want, I don't want to do three, so I don't want to do four services. I don't want to keep adding services. We need a bigger space. So we started looking for, to lease another building. And again, this is unheard of in a church plant that's less than two years old, at least for us. In our experience, everything that I thought I knew about church planting, I don't know anything. I kind of figured that out. After 20 years, I really don't know. Uh, And so all this plan I had, God, I got this. This is my way. I think I know what I'm doing. Uh, God, I got some experience. And God just smiled upon me and said, all right, Tony, go let me see your way, and then I'll do it my way. And so um, we got to the point in October of last year that we no longer fit in our building. And we started looking for a building. A a building opened up. I mean, again, these huge buildings there in Aguas Calientes, if you didn't understand the first time when Pastor Bob said it, I'll say it this time, Aguas Calientes, um, it, huge buildings that are, are are very costly to lease, at least four or 5000 uh a month, U.S. dollars. And so this building opened up, and it was just a little bit more than what we were currently, what we were paying. Um, and so we started going there, kind of checking it out taking pictures, praying, and we were able to get the building um, on November 1st of last year. So I have some pictures, huge building, it's a, over 20,000 square foot building, just an empty warehouse, and we had a time there of a church where we just started praying together, getting everybody there on Sundays uh, after our service at the other building to pray, um, and this is kind of the prayer night. We started building things out in mid-November, doing the drywall, putting in classrooms. It's it's literally a, a block long, from one street to the next street. It's a huge building. Uh, so we started building it out, doing the drywall and everything our, ourselves. Uh, I, thank God I have some experience with that. And so we started building everything out, putting in the classrooms. And in January, uh, mid-January, we opened up uh, with uh, our first service there. And we have been running now over 400 people every single Sunday. Um, Every single Sunday, we leave. We drive home, my wife and I. And we are just amazed. We laugh. I literally laugh out loud like what in the world is going on? Uh, everyone had told me, you know, oh, it's going to be so hard during the pandemic. Don't do this. Do that. Don't do this. Do that. And I've been in this situation where everything that I thought I knew about church planting has gone out the window and God has just taken over and done this. And this is why we laugh every, I mean, it's unheard of for us to have a church plant two years in that's running over 400 people. And we, rent is paid every single month with just the tithes and offerings of the church. All the building that we did has come in just from the tithes and offerings of the church. Uh, our kids are, are blown away. I mean, I, and I say this because, one, we didn't even know where we were going when we actually did leave. I, I didn't add calientes on our list. When we did move there, the pandemic started. Uh, at one point during the pandemic, guys, I, I literally thought, I prayed one day because my kids were struggling. They didn't have friends we were stuck in the house. All of this was going on, and, and I prayed, and I said, God, did I miss it? Did I miss something? I don't know if you guys have ever felt that way. just like, did I? Maybe I blew this one. Um, and now we just sit back and are amazed at what God is doing. Um, and God has assured me, no, you haven't missed anything. You're exactly where you're supposed to be and at the time that you're supposed to be. And people have asked me, a young man wrote me the other day from Topeka, where we used to be, who's taken over one of the churches that we started years ago. And he wrote me and he said, hey, Pastor Tony, I'm now pastoring this church. Uh, Can you recommend me any books? Can you recommend me anything about church planting in your years of knowledge Anything? Can you give me something that now that I'm doing this? And I had to write him back and said, no, I'm sorry. I can't. I literally don't know what I'm doing after 20 years. I just, there's something I would just say, it's like a Kairos God moment in time that this is happening. Um, my kids, when we were, getting ready for the inauguration service in our new building. We had people the Saturday before, they were painting. We were still getting last-minute details done and getting the kids' stuff in. We were still moving stuff over from the other building. We were doing all of this stuff, and the worship team is practicing, and people are painting, people are cleaning bathrooms, doing. The church was already filled on Saturday. With literally probably, I don't know, maybe 60 to 70 people, volunteers just working. And me and my daughter were doing something. And my oldest daughter, Andrea, looked at me and she was crying. She said, Dad, this is amazing. She said, there's more people here serving than I thought we'd ever have at this church. There's more people serving right now on a Saturday than I thought we would have in years and i was i was in agreement with her i was like yeah this is this has never happened before this has never happened to us so i just want to share with you guys this morning something very quick ephesians 3:20 and this is from the message bible i've been enjoying uh the past few years i've been enjoying the message bible uh, as a version to read and it says god can do anything Can someone say amen? God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. I think we have there in your notes, Isaiah 55 Verses 8 through 11, I think a lot of you guys know this verse where it says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts are higher, or we could use the word better, than your thoughts. And as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me void or empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the things for which I sent it. (laughs) This is where God speaks to us and and, and and gives us this word of my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. They're actually way better. And I don't know why sometimes we have we've just maybe life experience things that we've gone through. We 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 think down. I don't know if I'm speaking correct English, but we 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 lower even ourselves and who we are and what we can do. To a more human standard because of experience. Well, I can't do that, and it's not possible, and I've done it before in the past, and it never worked out, and, and so we have, well, this is the way, this is my way because I've done it that way, and I've tried this way, and I've gone to church, and I've done all these things, so I'm going to do it this way now, And but there's still an overall word that's been around for more than 2,000 years of God saying, hold on, my way's better. You can try your way, but my way is still better. And my thoughts are even, like, my thoughts are greater than what you guys could even think of. And I love this verse in Ephesians. It says, God could do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request. Even in your wildest dreams, your wildest faith thought, God's like, I got that beat. I got it beat. Right before we moved, we we hadn't told anybody yet. We didn't even tell the, the pastors that we were working with. And we, we, we just had this feeling this and I, I shared it with Asusena and Nasusina didn't want to go. We love our house, love to everything that we were doing and 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 I just said, give me time. I need to pray about this myself. And I, I just thought, well, I I know God, I don't know where we're going. I don't know if you've ever had that. I don't know what's next. I just know that this season is coming to an end. And so my wife says, Give me some time to pray. And in that, we were invited to a missions conference in Arizona, at a church in Arizona that supports us. And I was one of the speakers there. And and um they had the first night of the conference, they had a, a, a just a prayer night. They called it prayer and soaking. And I just, I'm not a soaker. I just don't soak. If you don't know what soaking is, soaking is just being soaking in the presence of God. Well, worship's going on and, and everything. And I'm not a soaker. I'm a—I'm hey, let's worship. God, I love you. This is awesome. And now I, I don't want to soak for a long time. And so I was not looking forward to the night of prayer and soaking. And and, and, and I kind of went there with that attitude. And, and there's always usually in those prayer nights... Of, of soaking, there's usually a lady with flags and oils and in and, in and, and a flute or something, you know, dancing that are like, oh man, the flute lady with the oils is coming. You know what I'm talking about. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm just not in the mood. I, I do do I believe it? Do I believe in prophetic words? Of course I do. I just wasn't in the mood. And Of course, the flag oil lady came by. (laughs) And we had not, I had not preached yet. We had not spoken a word to anybody. And this lady sat next to my wife. And she said, I have a word for you. And "Sainam, wrote it down. And we just saw it, uh, this word, when we were flying here on the plane coming up here, because it was, we were just kind of going through, uh, on the plane, it's a great time to erase a ton of pictures on your phone. You're just sitting there. It's, a, it's, good, it's good, you know, time to erase pictures that you don't need, and so I was just going to say, here, Tony, look at this. This is that prophetic word that the, that the flute-dancing oil lady gave me, <laughs> and this is the word You have been faithful. And God has been pleased with your faithfulness. And he had in the past told you to stay when you wanted to move, and you guys stayed, and you were faithful. But now he's telling you to move. He hasn't forsaken you, and he has promises for you. He is pleased with your faithfulness, And he has way more for you than you could ever dream or imagine. And Asusenum wrote down that word. And we were just flying up here and she said, Tony, look at this. And I said, hey, that's the verse I'm using at Life Church this Sunday is Ephesians 3.20, where it says far more than you could ever imagine or guess or even dream of. And then in Isaiah 55, my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. They're way better. <laughs> I wish, though, that God would just, at least me sometimes, that he would just show us his plan from the beginning. <laughs> do not <laughs> that be better? Why do we got to go through this whole process? Of hanging on and walking by faith And doing all this stuff and, and I mean I know we preach about it And we talk about it all the time We live by faith and not by sight and, and let's go and I preach it all the time But then sometimes I'm like Can it just be easier? Anyone ever say that or think that? Can it just be a little easier? Can you give me a little bit A little bit of the plan? You could have told me about the pandemic But we probably wouldn't have went just the, 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 the can you, could you, could you give me a heads up? It would have been easier to tell my kids, hey, in a couple of years, we're going to be over 400 people. This is going to be bigger than we ever thought. The church is going to keep growing. But we had to go through this whole process. And I have three points, and I'm going to go fast here. But God reveals his plan to us little by little. I don't know why he does that. He's done it, though, for the past few thousand years. I don't think he's going to change. He's just, that's how he does it. He doesn't explain everything to us and show everything to us all at once, but rather he just kind of takes us through little by little, and things get revealed to us and shown to us and doors open. Little by little. I don't know if you guys, I mean, Pastor Bob even said it, just about maps on your phone. How many of you guys use Google Maps or Waze or some type of program on your phone when you're going somewhere? I mean, I still do it. I've been here a bunch, and I still put on Mount Horeb on my phone. But the reason I do it is because it gives me an estimated time of arrival, which I like. I always try to beat it. You ever do that? (laughs) Like, you beat it by one minute, and you're the winner forever of I don't know what. You just, I beat Google Maps. (laughs) It said 304, and we got there at 302. I'm the winner. Nobody knows it, but, but, you know, it also gives you maybe three different ways to go with the estimated time of arrival and shows you traffic, and when you're driving, it says you are still on the best route, or it'll tell you to go on a different route because there's an accident or something like that, and I use it all the time. But I I was thinking the other day, like, man, it would be so awesome if God had a Google map app for us, just God, you know, Google God, or I don't know, God maps, and you put in your destination, and he gives you an estimated time of arrival or blessing, ETB, estimated time of blessing. God, when are we going to buy the house? When am I going to get this job? When am I going to get married? When am I going to do this? When? Just show me and show me the three best routes because I'll then I'll pick the one I want and I'll go through this a lot easier. How many of you guys think that would be awesome? Okay. But he doesn't do it. He doesn't. It's It's this, I don't know, it's this way God does stuff. Hebrews 11, it's, it says that Abraham left without knowing where he was going. He took his family and he left. He's the father of, of the faith, I guess we could call it. And he left without knowing. The Apostle Paul, we could read about it in, in Acts 28, says there that Paul set out for Jerusalem And he says, I'm going to Jerusalem. I don't know what is waiting for me there. I just feel compelled by the Spirit to go, but I don't know what's awaiting me. I think there's something, I don't know how to say this, but I think there's an anointing in the not knowing part. Which leads me to my next point of just dependence on him 100%. I think obviously that's why he does it. Of, of will just take my hand. If it, because if we did know everything, if I knew all of this stuff over the past two years about Aguas Calientes and 400 people in this new building and all of this stuff that's happening. And every week, new chairs and just all of this stuff. I, I, I would have prayed less. I'll be honest with you. But you're the missionary. I know, I would have prayed less. I I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would have just been like, all right, I I got the estimated time of blessing. I know it. He's already showed it to me. There would have been less faith involved, less prayer, less, I don't know, maybe less agony, but there's something good about that. The not knowing part. There, Listen, guys, there is anointing in the not knowing. Because it creates a dependence on God. That we literally have to take his hand and, and do this little by little walk with him. And we go through the hard times, but we're still holding on to his hand. And we go through the good times, and we, we, we go through through all of these moments of being dependent, God made us to depend on Him. And it's, it's our rebellious hearts that don't want to depend on Him. I mean, we, we don't want to call it rebellion and maybe we want to over-spiritualize it or something, but in a sense, it's rebellion of I hey I got this It's a it's it's also I mean these are kind of strong words but it's a spiritual laziness on our end of wanting the shortcuts And God reveals stuff to us in his word I mean when the kid asked me can you recommend me a book I I didn't want to be that pastor like, well, read your Bible. <laughs> or, read your Bible, son. That's the only book you need is the Bible. I, I didn't want to be that guy. But it's honestly, it's my answer. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you could buy, a, you know, a church planting book, Rick Warren's, you know, seven steps to church planting success. I don't know. And then probably none of that's going to work. I got this. I did get a book. I, I don't even know who the author is. He planted a church in in New York, I believe, and and he had all these steps of these pre-launch meetings and your pre-launch team and all of this stuff. And so I, I got a. I did it. I was like, well, we're going to do a pre-launch meetings, and we're going to. We only did one, and then I like I had, I had like six pre-launch meetings prepared. And we only did one because then the other five we we had to cancel because of the pandemic. And then I didn't even get my deposit back on the place. And it's like, that's not in the book. Where's the chapter on not getting your deposit back during the pandemic? I mean, the whole everything in the book. And then it said, like, you know. Uh, this is how you got to treat your pre-launch team, and then your pre-launch team is going to be your main team, and this and that. And that. I don't know all this stuff, and but none of it worked. I mean, it's a great book. It's not. God bless the guy that wrote it, but it, it didn't help me. What, 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 what's helped me is is just this, just this prayer. Okay, I'm going to teach you guys the prayer for dependency on God. Okay, are you ready for it? God, that's it. That was the prayer. Uh, uh, how many of you, have you done that prayer before? Just like, God, you, you don't even know what to pray for or ask. It's just, all right, I'm just going to say your name. I don't even know. But you know, because your thoughts are higher than my thoughts, and your ways are higher than my ways, are better than my ways. So I'm just going to say, God. And then we do hang on. (laughs) And that's the number three of just walking by faith. I've noticed lately in most of my preachings, that I have a point. I usually do three points. It's not like I'm a three-point preacher. I just think it's three points is something good that people can retain. You can write them down and remember. But I go through my notes of maybe the past two years, in, in, and I think all, in all of my preachings, one of my points is walk by faith. Or move by faith. Or I just changed the verb, but it has something to do with faith. But again, it's 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 the not knowing that is the whole walk of faith, guys. I mean, that's it. I I don't know. I don't even know what awaits this next year. We're we're. I even I was sharing with Pastor Bob and Debbie yesterday. Um, <clears throat> you know, I even in in this whole time. Of not knowing, and then God doing something different. I, I still write down my plan, and so I, I did. Even with this new building, I did phase one, phase two, and phase three. I think four. I don't know, but it was. It's over. You know, phase one was like a year and a half. Phase two is after a year and a half. And okay, we're we're two months in, and I'm already on phase three. I mean that's how that's where we're at right now. We're 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 only two months into this new building, and I, I'm already building more classrooms and having to remodel this and do that I'm just all of this stuff that's happening. It's it's just oh we got to do it, and I just laugh again and I and I and I feel like God's like hey Tony how's phase one two and three going? <laughs> Remember when you wrote that down after you. Talked about depending on me, and you're still writing down all of this stuff. How's that going? (laughs) 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 Like, well, yeah, I don't know, God. I mean, we're yeah, we're everything's just moving so fast. It's funny because we we have, I mean, we do we do two services. We do at ten o'clock and at twelve o'clock. And it's that twelve o'clock. We only have two hundred chairs, and we just keep buying all chairs, trying to buy chairs every week. And so we have about two hundred chairs, but our our service, our twelve o'clock service, we're running about two hundred and fifty adults in that service. So while I'm preaching, um, there's still people coming in. You know, the, the late people, obviously, real late. And, and and so by then we have all the chairs so we the way we you know I kind of split the building so you walk in and it's a huge lobby classrooms for kids and a big coffee area we love to have coffee and hang out and and uh and then you walk into the auditorium and so i can see the the doors there to the coffee area <clears throat> and all the they're bringing in chairs from the coffee area to accommodate all the overflow people that are coming in and then but they're even bringing in the couches we have couches I think people are doing it on purpose because <laughs> they get a couch you know like sit in the bed and I'm like hey that's the fifth time you've sat on that couch just show up on time but you know we just we keep buying more chairs and we keep doing then we just keep and, I mean we we added we did a class we started a class this past week on Thursday uh, just a lot of people that are going through change and emotions and we have two doctors psychologists in the in the um, in the church and they're Christians so everything's biblically based so we did this class we opened it up to the church on just um, emotions just everything people are going through right now and loss and different things and I, so I set it up for like 20 people. We we built a multi-purpose room and I set up 20 chairs and I got a little TV in there. And I thought, we would probably get 20 people. And we had over 60 people show up. They didn't fit in my little, the multi-purpose room. And I was just, I was laughing because I'm we're adding more chairs and all these people are showing up and and... I, And I still, like, I thought, I don't, I never thought we would have a church of 60 people, let alone a class within the church that has 60 people in it. And again, just, just kind of laughing of just how all of this has happened. But this is, I guess this is what I call the, the unimaginable. I I can do more than you could ever think or imagine. Or the version that I read says, your wildest dreams. So this morning, I I just, I want to challenge you guys with giving your wildest dreams to God. The unimaginable. The more than you can ask for or think of or... Why, why don't we just give that to God? And say, God, this, you're, the, you're the God of the unimaginable. And your ways are higher and your thoughts are higher and better and bigger than what I could ever imagine. And, and forgive me for thinking so small or for limiting you, God, on, on just on anything, on any area. And I don't know. I don't know where you guys are at or where you've done that. I know as a church here, you guys are also growing. Moving the church too into just uh, uh, another, I guess, phase, building projects and just things happening here. It's exciting. The unimaginable. We're, we're living in the unimaginable. In a sense, uh, this morning just uh, we don't get it in Mexico, but this morning at the hotel, I mean, pretty much every station on the TV is some preacher. Yes or no? And and so I was, you know, I I don't I don't know all the stations, but TBN and then. You know, all the, I don't know, just different stuff. And so I I like to watch sometimes or listen to David Jeremiah. And I, I don't know a lot of the other guys, but I was kind of flipping through. And every, it's like they got in agreement on what they were preaching about. But it was all about the rapture and the end times. And the Lord is coming soon. And, and just things that are happening. And, and I mean, I, I, I believe it. There's gonna, there's a second coming, he's coming. I don't know when, but he's coming. Yeah. And and so I was just, you know, i I flipped the station, then the next person on a whole different station is talking about the same thing, and the next person, and the next person, and the next person. And and I kind of thought this morning, wow, we live in such exciting times. I mean, we could look at it negatively and be like, you know, everything's bad and politically and this and that and that. And I just think, wow, this is cool. This is, we're living in an exciting time. We're living in the unimaginable of what God has for us. Let's start praying for bigger things. Let's start asking for bigger things. Let's start taking these steps of faith into the unknown, living in the not knowing. Because again, guys, I've I've, I've experienced it over the past couple of years. There's a special anointing in the not knowing. And I think it's that just closeness to God, that dependency, that hanging on. Maybe it's hanging on for dear life. I don't know, but it's hanging on. me read this one more time. The worship team can come up. I don't know if you guys had a song prepared, but can you do that one about walking on the ocean? I don't know. I'm totally off. Am I off? I'm I'm totally off now. (laughs) Walking on the ocean. I don't know what I'm talking about. You guys know what I'm talking about? The waves. Yeah, you already did it. Can you do that one again? that was the worst i'm sorry you guys know what i'm talking about don't you what's the name of the song oceans, oceans right i know there was ocean in it and waves and stuff like that i like that i like that song ephesians 320 god can do anything i just love how it starts out god can do anything say amen god can do anything Far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. And and, and he does it not by pushing us around, but he's working within us, working through us. We're led by the spirit, not pushed by the spirit. His spirit deeply and gently within us. In Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts and my ways are not your ways. They're actually way better. Amen. Amen. You guys stand with me this morning, and I again I don't know what you guys are going through, and um, maybe 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 you received a word some time ago from the oil flute lady, yeah. and you kind of think like, oh man, this is just write down words that are given to you. Write down what you feel God's speaking to you. Sometimes we, we, don't, we don't see it in the moment. We don't quite get what's going on. But again, it's, it's, it's God revealing his plan to us little by little. And sometimes we don't always get it in the moment. We're, we're just not there yet. We're not understanding. But we look back. I mean, how many of you guys have looked back in life and like, oh, God was with me. Oh, that was God. Oh, that was God. Oh, that was God too. You'd think by now we'd recognize him, but we don't. But it is God. And he he takes us by the hand and, and he just, he guides us and he leads us. And he's not pushing us. If you feel forced, if you feel pushed. I'd like to say this morning that it's probably not God. God leads us by his spirit. He's the good shepherd. The good shepherd speaks and he leads and it, 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 I, it takes time to recognize his voice, and to, but but we just that's that's what it is. It's little by little. It's not Google God Maps where we just put in our destination and our this is what I want, and just show me the four ways to get there, fastest way, estimated time of arrival, and I want to avoid all traffic, and I want to avoid any accidents, and just get me there in the fastest, safest route. It doesn't work that way. He just guides us little by little through just life and time and things. I think we need to celebrate that. Celebrate the hard times. Celebrate the victories. Celebrate others. Celebrate what's happening in the church right now. Celebrate the next steps. Even if they don't go the way we want them to, celebrate them. Amen. We're gonna close here with a song, Pacific Ocean. (laughs) Right? Just I'm gonna pray, and then we'll go into that, and just uh, and then you you could dismiss everybody after the song. Does that sound good? Lord, we just thank you so much. We thank you for your leading, for your guidance in the things that we don't understand. But we see here in your word that your ways and your thoughts are not ours. They're actually way bigger and better than anything we could ever dream of or, or think of, even in our wildest dreams. Even in those this just major faith moments for us, you have something better. And we thank you. And we want to thank you too, Lord, for the unknown. Abraham left without knowing and Paul went without knowing. And Lord, we we want to live there in the unknowing. As you guide us and as you speak to us. And as we we take you by the hand and we just walk with you. Not pushed, not forced, but led by your spirit. And I just pray for each and every person here, people that are just going maybe through a hard time or just going through this unknown. Lord, this morning, we recognize the anointing in the unknown. We recognize your presence in the unknown. And we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. we're going to worship